Hey everybody, welcome to the Rock File Talk File, the official podcast of the Colorado Rockies subreddit. I'm Zach, otherwise known as the username Zach17. Um, we got two other guys here. What's up, other guys? What's up? John J. Foster 15. And how's it going? Uh, Pat, pass for Patty. So, I always thought you were a Patriots fan. Mm. Funny. Um, no, not at all. Just because Pat. Okay, so you're a Valeka fan. Yeah. I, I made it last year before Valeka, and then I rolled with it because Valeka took off. And I was like, nope, that's why I made it. The problem is that he won't take off Ever time again. now. <laughs> he won't be taken off the roster. Uh, why don't we talk about the roster first, then? Um, there was a move today to put Chad Bettis back on the team. Yeah, we only have two catchers again. Hey, It's like a real thing. baseball team. <laughs> um, but... Also, Chad Bettis is. Um, this is not the game that we wanted to have from him. It is Tuesday, the. Uh, what is it? The seventh. Yeah. In the midst of a ten to two ball game. Oh, we scored two. Yeah. Look at us. <laughs> um, so we kind of, I think, are going to start with. The fact that our last podcast was literally we are the hottest team in baseball right now. Because that wasn't wrong at the time. And... I think we were just coming off that sweep of the A's. We were feeling good about ourselves. Right. Um, We were feeling good about ourselves. Why why don't we uh, give ourselves some more pats on the back? You know, Kyle Freeland just... It's incredible what he's been able to do at Coors in his sophomore year. Uh, he and was good last year, too, though. I mean, when he was pitching at Coors last year, that's, like, just one of the things. Like, right. I, you always think Kyle Freeland is he's going to give you, like, six innings at Coors. You know what I mean? And right around now, last year, is when he started slowing down. Mm-hmm. So, hoping that he doesn't slow down this year. Nah, he's got that strength built up. <laughs> He's got that strength. Yeah. Okay. And the other person who's got a lot of strength, John Gray. Um, we needed an ace start from him, and we got it just recently. We've gotten four of them. Four of them in a row. Yeah, it's almost as if his advanced metrics were saying he was a good pitcher. No, that can't be it. <laughs> Not at all. I, I think he probably like cut like one of his locks just a little bit shorter. Yeah, that two-week two, that two uh, AAA stint really just fixed everything about him. Did you guys hear my terrible joke about that? Probably. But say it we installed again. some AAA batteries. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> That's nice, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much the only joke. I'm, uh, I'm not going to make more jokes the rest of my life now. It's a good well, I mean, of that. We've got, um, we've got a ton of O puns coming our way, so I mean, I feel like we got to start cashing in on those. I hope so. Um, I was going to go into Chad Bettis' um, metrics because I had them up, but really it's just he's not really been the same pitcher since the, um, the diagnosis, and his strikeouts dropped and his home runs went up, and he's not the same pitcher right now. Hmm. And yeah. even when he was that pitcher, he wasn't really ever that great. His his best ex-fip was back in 2015 when he had a 3.89. I mean, he's he's someone you look at and you say, that's our fifth best starter, and that's perfectly fine. 
Yeah, you right. could, yeah, you could live with that. Yeah, it's just um, we we happen to have nine guys who could legitimately pitch in a major league rotation. Some could pitch nine. for really good rotations. Some could pitch for middle league rotations. But we have guys. We have a lot of them. Nine right now, though. Yeah, because you got the five. You're counting now. Hoffman right now, and I still I'm just. I'm gonna count Hoffman until he's no longer until a starting he, pitcher in our team. He's just got a Pomeranz, you know. Oh, no, let's not God. do that. <laughs> this is like the John. You're right about everything except for Hoffman so far. Man, yeah, I went out on a limb for Hoffman. That did not go well. I remember, like early on, people were like, "Hoffman will be an All Star with David Dahl." He should Let's just talk about the, um, the the lineup tonight. Um, it's a little bit different because Ryan McMahon's starting and David Dahl starting, and Para and Desmond are both benched for a second. Yeah, it's almost as if the complaints from April reached Bud's ears now. Right. Do you want to? Are you are you ready to go back into April about? <laughs> there was two pods ago. I was worried about this offense. We were all like, "Well, you just know they're going to hit." Finally, came through. But let's just do a quick reminder of um, what happened in April. Um, from March to May, the Colorado Rockies had the worst offense in baseball with a 76 weighted runs created plus uh, and a pretty bad WOBA. And we were our average was like down at 240. We were just a bad offense. And then... Um, June came along, and from June to July 16th, the Rockies were the 10th best offense with a weighted runs created plus of 101 and a WOBA of 347, which which was nice. Um, um, and then um, we got back from the break, and we had a uh, weighted runs created plus of 75 since then. And if you take out the two games in Arizona, it drops down to 66. Do you want to just do August? Because it's 48. What? Only, only bested by the Tigers, who are at 40. So last year we had this meme with Count Von Count with the number three, because we could only get three runs. But this year we might have to change it to two. Ooh. I mean, if you look back, wild guess, how many games since the All-Star break have we scored more than two runs? Uh, I was just, I'm was i just looking it up, so I won't say since I just looked it up. Oh, how many games have we played? Let's go three over three runs. Let's go, if there's been, what, 20 games or something, 15 or 20 games, how many runs? How many times have we gotten over three runs? I'm going to say six. It's not a lot, gosh. Um, you say, you're saying over three runs? Over three runs. Since the All-Star break. Since the All-Star break from July 20th. I'm only, um, only going to say... Four. I think it's. I don't think it's that many at all. Five. No, six. Wow. Six. Six. We seven if you include last night. Well, we go scored eleven no, on Sunday. On That's seven times. Yeah, eleven on Arizona. Six on Arizona. Uh, four on the A's. Four on St. Louis. Six on St. Louis. Four on the Brewers. That's it. Oh, five on. The Brewers again. So, Pat, either A, what do you think we should do, or 
B, should we have complained harder in July? Um, you know, I so the past what it was last night that uh that Bud started hitting cargo third and threw and bumped Arenado and Story down. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't know if I like that to be honest with you because um, I like last night it was what the top of the ninth when or the top or the bottom of the eighth when um, Cargo had another at bat and then he made like the final out that that we had at bat and that's a spot where if you have Arenado in at third just to get that extra at bat that you have you know you're taking away an at bat from your best hitter and I think Dahl was on second base after he doubled right. So he took away mm-hmm. an at bat from like the uh, probably the best hitter in the game at driving in runs with runs in scoring position. Yeah. Um. I don't know to be honest with you because you look at you look at what one through five tonight with Blackman, Lemayhew, Cargo, Arenado, Story, and even Dahl at six. Like, I I think those are all the guys that we've been you know we've been complaining to get them at bats and get them as the top of our order and then. You know, I don't know what, yeah, like, what else do you do? What, with what happened? Exactly. You know, like, we had a one through six, or even a one through seven in June. Well, do you want to, do you guys ha- care to guess how many hits uh, DJ and Chuck have in their last 40 combined at-bats? Eight. <laughs> have that. Is it four? Four. Jeez. It's four. Oh, Lord. That's why we're struggling at that juncture and like Pau was saying with hitting Nolan fourth you're you're lessening the at-bats you're, every time you go down in the order you're going to get less at-bats as the game goes on and so you're taking in a potential at-bat away from Nolan you're giving that extra at-bat which Cargo's been really good I'm not trying to say anything bad about Cargo but, but you'd rather have Nolan up in that spot so I don't really understand why Bud felt the move to move Nolan down. I'm guessing it was to give Cargo like a, hey, you've been hitting really well. Here's your three spot. He just did it. Here you go. Here's your ticket. Yeah, I don't know. It just felt weird to move Arenado down when it just felt unnecessary. I mean, I think maybe he was thinking like, well, I can't move Chuck or DJ anywhere. So I'll put somebody in front of Arenado who might get on base. Yeah, I think this year is kind of exposed for me that Bud Black's just really old school. And it, it, yeah, and it might, with the R um, margin for error being pretty small, the more old age stuff we do, it's going to hurt us a little bit more than other folks. Right. I mean, at least he does shifts, but it's still like, you know, it. I think you talked about it back in like May or something about how the manager really isn't really responsible for that many of the runs, but I think that's usually a manager who has pretty much the same lineup most days. Yeah, I mean, um, Yankees fans joke about Joe Girardi in his binder and him following his binder to a T, but it, his binder was a collaboration between him and the GM and using analytics to build this binder. So at least it had some merit there. With Bud, it's just gut feelings, old school well, stuff. Well, it's gut so feeling. It's, it's play your veterans, to be honest. Like, yeah, and it, it's not. I'm not trying to say Bud's bad or anything. That's not what I'm getting at. I just, I think that it's 
if he had a different team around him, he'd, he'd look a lot better than with this team just because our margin for error is smaller than a lot of other teams. There's like, not a lot of dependability you can go to in, in the Rockies when you're this manager, you know? Like, sometimes I, sometimes I want to jump right on that bandwagon saying, like, well, you should have kept Gray out there for another, like, couple outs, or you should have just done this with the bullpen. And, like, they're, they're minor things that may or may not be losing us games, but you need to be able to trust, like, somebody in your bullpen. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that- Otto just blew something but that was mostly because of tom murphy <laughs> yeah that was rough i mean you got to feel bad for bud that he doesn't have a lefty he can go to in a spot when a lefty's up like matt carpenter in that cardinal series yeah what's bud supposed nice to, to do one. yeah i mean what's bud supposed to do we can say he put the wrong pitcher in but i mean what, what's he doesn't have a lefty to go to and we got I mean, um i don't think that's on bud so and we got to mention the last week uh, of the uh the blown saves and the walk-offs. I feel like so many punches to the gut. Yeah, that was... Ooh. I mean, you know your closure's going to blow some games, but from what I've been seeing and hearing is, like, Davis has not been... It's not just been one of those, like, up, oh, you're going to blow it here and there, or up, oh, there's a thing that fell in, you know? Davis wasn't pitching very well. I mean, Pat, I don't know if you felt this way when we signed Wade, but I kind of felt like we'd get two years out of that contract that we'd like mostly, and then mm-hmm. the back half of it would just be rough. And I, I don't know, Pat, if you felt the same yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, I, just... think, I think at the very least you expected coming to this year he was going to be what the Cubs had last year, you know, with what he had one blown save in the regular season last year. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, Maybe he's through the first good. half he'd been – Relative. I mean, I had no complaints about him through the first half, and it was really up until really this last week that he started to, I don't know, show signs of worry at all. I mean, Greg Holland's August last year was also not great. Yeah. So maybe it's just like a weird thing where ex-Royals pitchers in the month of August decide to do poorly. <laughs> yeah, I was just getting to that. Um, the... August for Mr. Greg Holland. 13 and a half ERA. Holy. I know it off the top of my head. His um his whip in August of the Greg Holland's whip in August was 2.14. Ooh. And the left on base percentage is 45.5%. Not even 50%. Yeah, and and nothing else really matters. They're they're all bad. <laughs> and so Maybe pitchers over over just over 30, around 30, don't have the best, like, regimens to keep themselves healthy for August. Or and maybe Bud, overused and him. uses his closers a lot. I mean, the past two years, Holland and Davis have been, they've been, like, leading the league in saves, but uh-huh. partially that's because, you know, it, he throws them out there every time, unless it's, like, three days in a row, but... Um, I think that, like they have some of the most opportunities for saves, and when you factor into the you know the whole science about players getting worn down at altitude when they play mm-hmm. there, um, I don't know. It could be something to consider, especially with these older pitchers. About maybe you need to factor in more rest days for them or something. If they, I mean, if they're all going to wear down by the time you get to August, you're not going to make any damage in the playoffs. You know what I mean? 
Right. You would, that, you would hope that maybe you'd have maybe more than one person you could go to. But then and, there's all these contracts that are like, you need to be able to uh, get this many saves for this much money. Well, I'm not sure if that's his contract or not. Uh, I don't remember what his vest, his vesting options set forth you, and I don't remember how many, if it's appearances or saves. But that was one of the things what Pat mentioned about pitching at altitude. That was one of my worries coming into the year with Brian Shaw because mm-hmm. he was so used to just pitching all the time in Cleveland. And I didn't. I was worried that he would get worn down because he would just tell Bud, "Yeah, I'm good to go," thinking, "Yeah, I'm always good to go," but he just wouldn't know his body and at altitude. And we only got to see one year of Greg Holland, so it's not like he got to readjust to Coors the ne- next year. Right. So maybe Wade will have. Um, maybe Wade will have a resurgence next year, where he learns with the his Nationals body with Mark Reynolds. <laughs> no. <laughs> Where he learns his body in, at altitude, and then he can come up and pitch well again. Pull a McGee? Maybe. I mean, I could certainly see it happening. The one thing that I think we need to look at with Wade is his walk rate was going up slightly in Chicago last year, and his strike rate was coming down from his Kansas City years. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where they are trending in the wrong direction, and that's why I said you hope you get two years out of it because they are trending the wrong direction and they're continuing to this year right they both had a lot they both had like 58 innings last year well and you got to factor in how much in the playoffs Wade pitched the last few years because he went deep with those Kansas City teams we deep with Chicago um so basically let's let's analyze what we can do or is it just gonna like let's take a quick break and figure out if there's anything we can do or if we just have to pray that everything just works out so we'll see after the break So many flies around here that we've got to, we've got to catch. Definitely not clapping, so Jack can see what we're doing or hear what we're doing. I don't know, maybe you can see us too. Anyway, the um, welcome to the Rock Pile Talk Pile. After that strange segue, we're back to talk about what are you going to do with this lineup, and do you trust Bud to do the right thing? Um, Pat had an idea he wanted to throw out there because right now there are no wrong ideas for the offense that can't score more than two runs. Um, yeah, the, the only thing, or I guess the, the most obvious thing is if you have Chuck and DJ who are, what was it, four for the last 40 combined, um, yeah. you know, I don't don't bat them one-two. Um, and, you know, just drop them down a few spots, maybe drop them down to six or seven or into the Chuck in the fifth spot until – until they can get some sort of momentum going and get it back, um, we've seen Dahl. He can he can bat lead off, and I think I think everyone feel comfortable with that. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't it's mind putting Cargo second, right? If you put Cargo second and Arenado third, right? right. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like that. Um, I mean, we we batted Para second a couple something. times. It wasn't the worst thing. 
Yeah. And if, no, if Desmond's you. still not terrible. No, yeah. thank you. No, thank you. Bad what did we come to where we want to bet Desmond second over LeMayhew? Yeah, you're at this point where you're not scoring any runs, and if you don't start putting together some good games in a row, you're going to find yourself out of it. That's how I feel. What if we did Tony Walter's leadoff? <laughs> just great, get it out right? of the way. As long as he bunts. <laughs> Was that okay. the, no, just, com- yeah. just completely flip it. Just you know, bring him to the top of the lineup. Maybe he'll entirely inverse his stats he's got to get some of those bases back that he gave away after throwing them in the outfield <laughs> I mean at this point who knows it's <laughs> it's rough um, no, so for real, we don't I, think we're, anything's going to happen in the waiver deadline probably for us and I think in previous podcasts we've talked about how we're not actually as strong as we think we are in the in the minors, maybe, because now they're all kind of just that quadruple A level. I mean, your, what are your thoughts? Oh, I mean, Brendan Rogers, I want to do something with, but I maybe maybe it wasn't just maybe they decided that it wasn't worth a rental. Well, I mean, Brendan's not on the forty man roster, so I don't know if we'll see him in September or not. Mm-hmm. Who knows, Matt Holiday? Who knows if we see him in September? Just not switch forty man. Switch Holiday and Valleca. See what happens. I don't think we would lose Valeka in waivers. I don't think we would. I also don't think we would lose Cuevas to waivers. Oh, Cuevas. Jordan Patterson, we're not giving a chance to anyways. He just tied the record for most home runs in Albuquerque history. So that tells you how long he's been there. Because we've only only had Albuquerque for three years. (laughs) And he's already tied the record. But there's like nobody you're going to send down. I mean, Except for Vileka. Yeah. Vileka's got to have some dirt on somebody. Right. Um, did you guys want to hear about Desmond's August so far? Love to. 12. Number of walks he's taken? No, but that's <laughs> a good guess. That's his weighted runs created. Yeah, I had like, been I had been spouting off. He had like a one forty something since we he got booed in Coors, and it's down to like a one eighteen now. He's lost like thirty points almost. I, we just got to boo him again. Every everything, anytime we say something good about the Rockies, something bad happens. So should we go back just, to the, yeah that one uh, that one game chat where we just downvoted everything? Every day um, is opposite day. I'm getting close to that. After if we would have gotten walked off against Milwaukee, I was about to call again. it. Yeah. Um, well, so we don't have two catchers, but we do have uh, Bettis. We don't have a lot of off days to not have five starters. Um, we have the next two Mondays off. We just have a lot of tough games, I guess. Yeah, we do. When's like. I feel like maybe we're supposed to get rid of one of like the, the bullpen arms. I mean, if we're not using them and none of them are effective, we just need to stack up on offense somehow. And I mean, I'd I'm, like to see more Yancy being used. I feel like he's ready for a bigger role in that bullpen. I had that like cherry picked stat. He had like a one point seven two ERA in like five innings. Yeah, totally reasonable. I mean, I think his strikeout rate's literally like one percent, <laughs> but still. 
it's it's frustrating. He's at one point two nine right now in seven innings. I'm I would like to see him get some higher leverage innings. I mean, what else can you do? I mean, Oberg I mean, was pretty good, and then he had like what? It was just one failure in the last week, or is it two? I think it, it, it was, was just that St. Louis game. Yeah, but he came in what bases loaded, no outs. Yeah. I yeah. have a tough time blaming somebody for that. I, I'm. Did you guys see him say change up out loud? I did see that, but I'm pretty sure he was saying like change up the signs. I don't think, I don't even think Scott has a change up. <laughs> Maybe he does. I'm pretty sure he's fastball slider. Pretty sure. So I think he was just saying change up the signs. But yeah, it makes more I sense. thought Oberg's been really good this year. I'm happy with Oberg. I'm happy with Otto. I'm lukewarm on Wade. And so that leaves Yancey being the guy I want to see more innings from. I think we might just... I think he's going to be pushed into those high, higher-level things. I, mean, I think he's earned it. Yeah. Certainly hasn't given you a reason not to. Yeah, and there's really no one else to go with, right? I mean, you have, you have O, and he's been great since he's gotten here, but... Russ is on the DL... Not that he's been good, but still. Uh, we lost Dunn. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see Dunn the rest of the year with that no, AC joint. You, I think at 60 did. Yeah, I don't think we'll see the rest of the year. We could always try out Carlos Estevez. His uh, His caper nines, 12.71 in AAA. Not an easy and, place to pitch either. And his ERA is only 8.47. Like I said, not an easy place to pitch. The Babip's 455, though, so... Yeah, I'd like to see that. I mean... And the home run per nine is only 2.65, so... (laughs) That... And that does not affect your Babip, so that's a high Babip with a high home run rate. I just... Change up the signs, Rockies. Change up the signs. Yeah. It's like that uh, Mighty Ducks 2 movie. Change it up! (laughs) We need a knuckle pucker, you know? Yeah. Who do we know who can throw a knuckleball? All right, Dickie. I bet he still wants to pitch. Just call him up. There's probably, like, some, like, 37-year-old somewhere. Tim Wakefield. He's in his 50s. Let's go. We tried Jamie Moyer once. Just waiting for the Moyer, I was like. How... Kind of going off topic. Um, do you guys know how Zach Roskup has done since we he got picked up by the Dodgers? Uh, he got shelled in his first outing. Oh no, that was Axford. oh um, Musgrove is here too. I I watched a Dodgers game where Roskup was in, and that was the game that um, that uh, Axford got absolutely destroyed. Uh, Roskup two point two innings and a ten point one three ERA. Yeah, so he's not doing great. Hooray, kind of. I w- didn't even hear that we had DFA'd him. Nobody reported it. None of our beat writers said anything. I let, went back after I saw the tweet that he got claimed, and nobody said anything. Yeah, that was weird, especially given how clearly we need left-handed relievers. Yeah, and Musgrave... Uh is a lefty his ground ball percentage is 37.5 percent pretty darn low on his home run well he's just kind of everything's around five 
caper nine, walks, ERA, FIP, XFIP. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I know the sub got really excited for him at spring training uh, before 2017. He's just a guy. I mean, you've. Everybody has people in their bullpen that are just guys. Well, most people. I feel the like Yankees don't. But. Our super pen is just a bunch of Clark Kents. <laughs> Owen oh, Ottavino being the only Supermans. I feel like. I'm really hoping that O is continuing to be O because maybe there's like some kind of like contagious thing that made everybody just turn terrible this year. Like, like these some weird hand foot pitchers. They were like mediocre to okay. I mean, British has nailed most of his trades. I can't think of a trade off the top of my head where we didn't do well in. But his free agent signings uh, free agent signings are bad. At best. So maybe he should just start trading for new acquisitions rather than signing new free agents. I mean, he hasn't had that many trades, really. It was Tulo and Hoffman you can't really blame him for. And I feel like on. we still came out ahead with the exception of that whole Jose Reyes thing because we saved like $20 million. Yeah. Which we can now put forth in the form of Wade Davis and like basically <laughs> yeah basically mm-hmm. the, that 20 million bought us the you say what you want about how bad they've performed it at least got us those players but then the players we got were not good so he didn't use the money wisely as of this date but and the roster construction is just so strange it is strange and, I, and I then the McMahon stuff is so strange yeah, and the and the and the Hampson thing is strange. The Hampson and, thing, where they promoted him to AAA instead of Brendan Rodgers the first time, confused the heck out of me. And I still never really got a good answer because they even tweeted Thomas Harding about it, and was like, I said like I don't understand why they would do this. And he's like, Well, the Rockies just see him as fast tracked. I was like, Yeah, but he's played less games at AA. And Brendan Rodgers has done better than him so far. Like, well, I don't know what to tell you. And I was like, well, this is great. It's really reassuring. You never really know what they're doing. I mean, that's kind of like British's thing. Sometimes, like, one time I thought he was breathing, but he wasn't. He was just, like, asleep with his eyes open. His, his interviews on AT&T Root are not great, or at t Rocky Mountain are not great. I feel so bad for Spilly because he's just like, come on, I'll just throw some popcorn at you. And British would be all like, wait, why'd you pop this corn? These are perfectly good kernels. I could have just let them be kernels and then maybe pop them a little bit, but then get them back into kernel form and then pop them a little bit and back into kernel form. And then maybe by the time they're popcorn, they're just going to be burnt. Oh, I feel like this is... Um, is this a uh, Ryan McMahon popcorn? I mean, I feel like that was a pretty good analogy on the fly. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was that bad. Um, I also got Ryan McMahon up. Um, he is on the season, has a... What? 128 plate appearances. And... Uh, oh, dang, he's two away from losing prospect status. Uh-oh. Um, so he's got a 22% strikeout to walk percentage thing. He's got a 32% walk with a 10%, I mean, a 32% strikeout with a 10% walk. Uh, 
And I always thought it thought his ISO was going to be better. His ISO is only one thirty two right now. Well, that was the, the that year he really struggled in Double A, twenty sixteen, I think. Mm-hmm. They were trying to get him to drive the ball more, like pull it and drive it, and it just mm-hmm. didn't work with his swing. He's an opposite field hitter. He's always been a push hitter, and he only figured that out like last month or something. Yeah, so I I think the thought is is puts more weight on, gets more strength. He'll be able to to muscle those opposite field hit hits out more. But I'm all I'm, I'm thinking he's just going to be like late season Todd Helton where. It's just going to be a lot of doubles rather than home runs, which I'm fine with. I feel like yeah. That, yeah, any production you're fine with. Yeah, <laughs> his um, he basically just can't pull the ball at all. Yeah. But his nice. like his opposites are just incredible. He's got a 391 average on opposite hit field. So yeah, he's like he's like, his, he's like DJ LeMahieu with like swing. a little bit more power. Yeah, yeah, bulk up. Get some weight on him. Get him a full season, off season of no injuries, no nothing. I bet he can. He'll be fine. And then pinch hit him. <laughs> <laughs> Not do that. Um. So this this segment was supposed to start in like, what can you do with the Rockies now? Um, and I feel like one of the things I did I did like seeing today that both Dahl and McMahon were playing, and Para and Desmond were taking some time off. And I guess it was a little bit because of uh, Tyon's righty. And yeah. so we've got that. But if we could also just rotate those vets, like, I want Dahl and McMahon to get as much time as possible right now. And hopefully they just get in some hot streak and just drive the team. Cause I, think, I, I think Dahl should be an everyday starter. Yeah. Uh, until he breaks. For sure. Well, I mean, you could just play roster games where you have you cycle Para, McMahon, Desmond, Chuck, Dahl, and Cargo and just kind of cycle them in and out. I mean, Dahl can play... did get that night off on Monday, too. Yeah, I mean, Dahl can play all three outfield spots. He, we, he's played all three outfield spots. He looked really comfortable in center last night. Para can play left. Desmond can play left. Cargo can play left. And you can have um, uh, Dahl and right if you want. I mean, you can just kind of Play around really? with it. And just yeah, but I really like cargo and right. I, mean, I do too. He saves runs and right. You can just play around with it and just get these guys a lot of rest, a lot of at bats still, because you can just cycle them in and out. And that's kind of the thing I thought of why we signed Desmond was, is he could play everywhere and we could just cycle guys out, and then that didn't really happen. I yeah. think maybe to, today and yesterday were the first time we were really trying it out, but we also. Just, I mean, you can't win a game when you're down like six runs. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna, especially if you're the Rockies in August, and you can't score two. Yeah, what's what rhymes with August? Like June spoon. Um, um August. <laughs> you know what? August. <laughs> I haven't had the foggiest. Oh, okay. I uh, I don't mind that. The foggiest. Foggiest. Because we can't see anything we're doing. Okay, that took us a little bit, but we nailed it. Okay, so so while we Trade didn't get that up. much substance, so far we got popcorn kernel analogy, um, Clark Kent pen, um, Foggist. We're doing things on this pod, trademarking it all. What more? What more would you want except for a winning ball team? <laughs> I mean, That's... we're a winning ball team. We should always get to the fact that we are what now? We're going to be three games out or something. Uh, I mean. Uh, let me. I'll check the scores. No, I'll check the scores. 
against You're right. I mean, I mean, we're we're playing meaningful games in August, which, and we still have a ton of games against LA and Arizona. But we're also playing meaningful games in August. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all right, so Philly's up. You gotta Philly's be able to. One you gotta be able to see the finish line. Otherwise, it's just. We'll see it. The finish line's there. We'll see it. Phillies up one nothing on Arizona in the fourth, and the Dodgers up two nothing on the A's in the third. When all else is bad, just remember that we're not the Padres. We're not the Padres, and exclude their farm system. We're not the MLB Padres. We didn't give Eric Hosmer one hundred fifty million dollars. That's oh. how I go to sleep at night. <laughs> And I'll just wake up and I'll like look at my little journal next to my bed and it says, don't have Eric Hosmer. <laughs> the only first baseman with a lower launch angle than Ian Desmond. <laughs> did he get up to did he get up to zero yet? I think he's trending down. He's probably, no. he's probably going downhill. <laughs> I think it was negative point four last time. Yeah, I think he's trending down. Uh-oh. Yeah, with that, uh, with that 12 WRC. <laughs> yeah. I was, he that's went, not good it's hard to like remember that desmond was so bad when he like suddenly got like oh yeah let's have desmond in the front part of the lineup and like yeah i'll hit like 20 bombs or something i mean if anything else he's still gonna hit a lot of home runs this year surprisingly i mean and that is kind of how you why you signed him yeah i mean you gotta find good things at this point the contract's already signed yeah this is the this is the highest paid year for him right it goes down to 15 yeah. after this Two more 15s and then an 8. Which the eight's basically nothing at this point. Yeah. Middle relievers get $8 million. Well, and we $8 have that, like, extra... We were always talking about that like, extra cap room we had this year that we just ended up not using. So oh, maybe we're just, like, saving up for a rainy day fund to just go even harder next year. Well, I mean, some of it's going to a lot of these guys that have made their debut because there's... You know, they don't get paid league minimum. They get some sort of halfway point in between league minimum and minor league salary so yeah. uh, some of it's going to Hampson and uh, Almonte who all made their debuts okay. anyway um, Desmond's at negative point four still um, and I mean we have a lot of time until September and then when we get to September it's going to get really interesting because we do have like impactful call-ups we could make but whether or not we're going to put them in the right position i think is like the the real question i'm i think the biggest thing is is our schedule still affords us the ability to make up ground because we play a bunch of teams in the playoff race we play the dodgers and the diamondbacks a lot you know we're gonna play teams that are in the wild card race i mean we have a chance to make up ground it's true so um I think we should just uh, tune in next time to the next uh, meaningful baseball game that the Rockies play. Hopefully it'll be tomorrow. Did, did we get over uh, two runs yet? No. No? How about now? I, I think tomorrow's an afternoon game, so I'm not sure if we're going to be on television or not, thanks to AT&T. Yeah, afternoon Wednesday game. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely not on television. Not like we're a major league team in a division race. Yeah. Um, okay, how about we just do... You want to do? Let's, we got let's the do, Dodgers let's series. The, let's just look into the Dodgers and yeah. the Astros. Um, it's four games versus the Dodgers and two games versus the Astros. 
Who, do you want me to start? Yeah, why don't you start with four games for the Dodgers, two games for the Astros, anything you're expecting or uh, record? I think they will split both series, so what is that? Three and three in the end of it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John Gray will pitch another great game. Kyle Freeland will pitch another great game. Tyler Anderson will bounce back, and Wade Davis won't blow any saves in these next six games. Oof. That's nice. Um, all right. Let's see. Yeah, I I think we'll take uh, I think we'll, I'll say we'll take three out of four from the Dodgers and split the Astros. Um, I hot take. I'm gonna say John Gray throws a complete game in his next Ooh. start. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I think he's trending that way. Um, and then I don't know. I would like to see Dahl play every game. That would, that would just make me happy. Right. And then, yeah, I don't know. Sprinkling some McMahon at bats. Yeah. I, I want the. Uh, yeah, sprinkle some McMahon at the bats. Um, I think we split the Dodgers and we split the Astros, but we only win one of the games in the Astros because of an error because the Astros are really, really like injured right now. Is it going to be an Alex Bregman error so that the sub can lose their minds again? <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully there's like 30 interference calls. I've never seen a sub turn on a non-division rival player so fast. That's what we do. Um, hot take. McMahon's going to hit that first opposite field. Did he hit the first opposite field home run yet? I think he might have. He's going to hit an opposite field home run. That works. Um, and Brian Shaw is going to only give up two runs in Eight. the next week. Four scoreless outings in his last six. Yeah. Well, if any of that happens... I think I'm going to lock my doors or something. <laughs> Hopefully I'm here next time and not killed. Yeah, because so. there's a lot of knocking going on. Yeah, I've got I've got two locks. Maybe three. Yeah, multiple locks? i got three locks. It'll be fine. Cool. Oh, yeah. Um... Star- but we will see you guys next time. Yeah, thanks, Pat. Awesome. Start wearing a purple.